say that? Invades K-I-R-P radio show. Big shot goes out to my brother Pudgy. He let me take over the show tonight. And, you know, he's always B-I-G in my book. I had to throw that out there because, you know, he'll he'll like that and get a kick out of that once he hears the show. Um, So... To no further ado, this is a Did She Say That exclusive. You know, I know I haven't been on radio much, but here I am. You're welcome. Tonight I have a very special guest. Um, Okay, I'm just going to bring him in because y'all know I'm not the type to do the, um, you know, all the praises so forth. And, okay. Come on. <laughs> praises especially on a grown man, so let's just go ahead and invite him on. Special guest with me tonight, R.A. The Rugged Man. Hey, how are you? Is this live right now? Well, it can be. (laughs) If you wanted to, it could be, but I got it so that we could just uh, podcast it out later. Yeah, it's fine, it's fine. I'm all good. I was just curious, you know. Yeah, it's a a little bit. I didn't have time to really promote it. So I didn't um, make it really live, but I, I wanted to take this time since you trapped in a snowstorm in New York to have a little chat with you. Yeah, it's gross out here. I hate the snow. <laughs> okay, now, like I said, I don't really throw praise on people, but you have managed to accomplish the impossible. <laughs> Me and my daughter do not see eye to eye on music in general. And... um. We were uh, listening to Definition earlier today, and she says, Mom, he is the fastest rapper that I've ever heard. Now, she doesn't <laughs> like pop. She's more Taylor Swift than, than she is hip-hop. But she's like, oh, my goodness, can we listen to that again? So, <laughs> And I'm a spoken word person. And um, I've recently started doing my spoken word as I go out and about, and um, a lot of people, uh, they'll call it rap. And I just got to the point where I I let them call it that because if you want to associate it with rap and understand it is not all bad, then I'll take that. And so as we was listening to the definition of a rap flow, I can't I can't do that anymore. I can't even allow them to get away with that with that with calling my spoken word rap anymore, especially when it's artists like like you out there that that just hone your craft and do it so well. Are you familiar with uh, Jessica Care Moore, who she is spoken word artist? Um, no, but now I'll check yeah, her out because you. Nah, nah, she's just a friend. She, she's friends with like Talib Kweli and Nas and those guys and. I wasn't real familiar, but uh, they just had me shoot a little video for her. So you said spoken word, and she's like a spoken word, uh, uh, you know, like a, you know, she's got a little history behind that. She did a lot of it. I, I don't know her history too much, but I know she's uh, got some some heavy status in, in that game, you know. So yeah, I was just curious. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm a I'm an amateur. I'm an amateur writer. I I, I, can't, I ain't going to, you know, down myself, I think, when I put my mind to it. I got the skill to pull it off. But, um, you know what I'm saying, it's just the craft that I love. But they don't, they, uh, most people I talk to don't know how to differentiate the difference between a spoken um, a spoken word artist and a musical artist. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, so what's this show about, actually? Is it a I was political just gonna show? 
I was just going to spit some questions at you and get your responses. Oh, that's easy. I could do that. I could talk all night. I'm I'm a talker, so. <laughs> okay, well then let's jump in. And how about that? Um, you, it's your show. If it's your show, we could do whatever you want. You tell me. You want to just ask me questions? I'm I'm ready. You know. <laughs> okay. So when did everyone become so sensitive about everything? What year did that happen? <laughs> or was there always this many whining cunts in the world? I pulled that what, off what, your what Twitter feed earlier today. And one yeah. of the things that I always say is one person's Bill O'Reilly is another person's Kanye uh, Kanye West. So yeah, you yeah. are a self-assessed asshole from everything that I read on your Twitter and Facebook. What do you think about the political correctness that we're living under uh, in society today? Uh, you know, it's the grossest. It's like, you know... Uh, you know, everybody is, nobody has to work hard to become good at their, you know, in in their school classes. Nobody has to work hard to get good at their profession. Nobody has to be a professional. Everybody's supposed to be, you know, uh, rewarded just to, um, you know, just being who, you know, oh, I'm, I'm a kid. I'm a third grader. We're all great third graders, you know, and everybody should be rewarded like that. It, you know, nobody's allowed to be special, you know, and... Also, the media will, uh, you know, try to assassinate every single person who says something that's not exactly what they want to be said. They'll assassinate it, and then they'll have society believing that these little tiny words are huge and horrible, and, you know, whoever said them is a monster because they oversensitized um, the public to to language, you know, and to... And to, to um, to sides that aren't, you know, the regular. If you're speaking something that's not exactly what you're supposed to say, um, you know, no one's used to it and they can't handle it and they're told to dislike you and told to that you're a monster, you know. So you have to basically, you know, speak exactly what you're told or be uh, be assassinated, uh, you know, politically or, or, or socially or, you know, that's that's the era we live in, you know, so... And that's oh, that's one of the one of the things we grew up with coming up, and I, I'm I'm speaking because I'm assuming you're gonna agree with me on this. Is like we got we got picked on, we got called names, we got knocked down in the dirt. You know, it, we weren't shielded, you know, from everything and all of these life experiences. We had to face it, you know, head on. And in some cases, a lot of us didn't deal with it well. But a lot of us came out of the other side knowing adversity. We trip up and we fall. We don't you fall bitch down, moan you and fall whine down and, and crap. You, yeah, yeah you, fall down, you fall down, you get back up. You know, even when I go to, like, overseas and I'll go to, like, say there's, like, a, a public park, you know, for children in, in, in Norway or something. You know, they'll have high-up monkey bars and dangerous things that the kids play on, and they all go play on it, and they all have fun. And, you know, maybe some of them fall down, get hurt, they get back up. Now it's like, you know, in our country, it's like, you know, oh, that's a little dangerous. That's a, oh, take that out of the park or I'm going to sue you. Oh, we can't have a peanut or some kid's going to die. You know, it's like no one's allowed to, you know, fall down and get back up. It's got to be like everything's completely, you know. So what's going to happen when these children 
are 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, and they fall. They, you know, who the hell is going to, you know, baby them to get back up? Nobody. Life In life, everybody falls down. Everybody gets beat up. Everybody tumbles. And they're not allowing uh, our children to have strength. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're softening up the children. Like, oh, it's okay. It's, okay. it's like your baby and the children. And, and the thing is, these parents and, 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 and society that's babying the children, they're not going to be there when that child's 30 and 35. So what they're going to do is they're going to put them kids on a million prescription drugs for depression. They'll all think they're depressed because life isn't going their way and not everything's soft and easy. So, oh, I'm depressed. No, you're not depressed. You're going through fucking life. That's life, <laughs> you know. You know, you went through a breakup. Oh, somebody died in your family. Oh, you know, um, you lost your job. Now you're suicidal on 50 million doctor pills and on prescriptions and, and thinking you want to die. It's like, you know, in life, you know, you're told no. You know, in real life, you're told no. In, in, in the world, you, you're told no, you can't have that. And you got to learn to understand that that's life you know but when 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 you're a kid and every oh yes yes have what you want do what you want boom, boom oh you're the best you're the best you're the best okay now i'm a grown-up and i can't get a job and nobody likes me and you know but but no one's telling me i'm the best <laughs> anymore because i have no qualifications and i'm a pussy because i was raised soft um so what do they do then who protects them then you know Oh, and then there, then those ones are are leashed out on the rest of society, and we have to deal with them. And that's why mm-hmm. we can't have nothing nice. We can't have a club, or we can't have a a restaurant, or we can't have a this because those people want to come in and mess up our good times. And then yeah, say, oh, yeah, yeah, to make yeah, it on the ahead, news, those are the ones who represent us all when they're not. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yep, the softies, the softies that are, uh, you know, this is the way the average man thinks. No, no, that's not the way the average person thinks. It's not. That's the way you think, and you're softened up, and you're a pussy, and that's how you were raised, and you want to raise society to be like you. Oh, I was picked on. Yeah, 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 you're fucking 48 years old. Shut the fuck up about being picked on when you were seven, all right? You know? (laughs) It's about time you get over it, because, like, coming up, I would get my ass beat. If I came to my mom and was like, somebody said something about me, like, I could, I could imagine, I would have more fear of my mom than I would uh, of the kid that was picking on me. Because I knew what I would get if I came to my mom crying about somebody's words. Now, if you put your hands on me, then we got a different situation. But as long as you're using words, what the hell? What the hell do I have to be upset about? And, yeah, and yeah. like you, like you said, they have this a whole generation of these beta males in their tight pants and their pink shirts walking around. Don't want to. Don't want to actually have life hit them and have to experience shit for anything. Yeah. And it is. It is totally okay. That's, <laughs> I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah. All right. I am, you say, I'm guns and Bible. I'm pro-life and pro-war, pro-fighting, pro-fanity, writing and reciting. <laughs> you know that they have a name for people like you, right? Um, the Republicans would call you a hobbit because they a really hobbit? don't like people like you. And Democrats will call you a right-wing, uh, a right-wing nut job. <laughs> yeah, I, I know everybody hates approach. me. Whatever you call me, I, I am whatever you say I am. Okay, whatever, yeah, good. Yeah. Now answer my question. What yeah. 
What is R.A.? I, I, said, I, I said in the other record, I said, uh, in Shoot Me in the Head, I said, I'm hated. I got conservatives begging for the death penalty and liberals wishing my mother aborted a pregnancy, you know? <laughs> so it's like basically what you just said, you know? It's like uh, I'm hated by both sides, you know? The the Republicans look at me like, you know, a, a demented, wild, crazy, foul-mouthed, um, you know, trashy, you know, and, and the Democrats are like, well, you called us the Ku Klux Klan. We can't have him on this side. <laughs> they all hate me. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, I think any honest person, you know, is going to be disliked by both sides a little bit because, you know, this whole system where if you are Republican, you have to view everything in the same exact way as every other Republican. You have to be pro-gun, pro-abortion, uh, um, you know, uh, border, you know, like everything got to be the same. And then if you're Democrat, it all got to be the same. You have to be, you know, uh, uh, we, we like abortion, we're for it, you know, we're this, we're that, we, we want you to take away your guns, we want bigger government. Like, like why can't human beings just kind of um, study each point and and go you know what i agree with this side on that one i agree with that side on that one i agree with this side on that one and but that's not how it works you know they, they're like well i'm on this side so i have to take this side completely you know it's like that's childish that's like a uh you know like like well to be in this club i have to agree with everything in this club you know <laughs> it's like no can't you have an opinion can't you be an individual i guess not you know so well i'm 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 quickly finding out that the the party that claims individuality doesn't necessarily like individuality. Um, they don't like what I'm doing. Um, they cannot. Oh, oh, stand. The, Demo- the Democrat, the Democrats don't want anybody to be themselves. That that that's the biggest fake front of all time. The Democrats, um, you know, they, if you don't think exactly like them. Um, um, you know, especially you being a black woman, you know, uh, uh, I can't imagine the names that you've been called throughout your career saying, oh, I'm I've not been a Democrat. Worse I, 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 <laughs> worse I've by been what? called way worse by way better people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. But but what I'm saying is, you know what I'm saying. It's like uh, they, uh, you know, you have to think this way or you're the enemy or you're, you know, you're Islamic phobic, homophobic, you hate gays, you hate blacks, you hate race, you hate, you know, you're, you're racist, you're, you're, you hate women, you hate, you know, the, the, it's like this, the, the Democrat side makes it everything like, you know, like elementary school kids would do it. Like, this is good, this is bad, this is good, this is bad. This is like, it's like they make politics for fifth graders, you know, that's the Democrat because they make it simple and dumbed down for for the masses of the voters. So, the you know, the, somebody that's not that bright comes in and goes, well, you know, they, they're talking about maybe two years of free college and they want to help the kids, you know, knowing it's not, a, you know, not the average person with a little brain goes, okay, that's a political scam to for 2016 because they know that the one side's going to say no to it and they're going to say, look, what for the kids? Then they, they, then they lock down a youth vote. You, you know what I mean? It's like uh, they don't understand the, the simple, simple, fifth grade politics that are going on with them damn Democrats, you know? And, and the problem with the Republican side is, um, the problem with both sides is we live in an intelligent country with amazing people. And look at who's running on both sides. Who are the headliners? It's oh, like all, the, all, all, all these mediocre, non-sharp, not intelligent. Uh, uh, it's like, you know, come on, this is America. This is the best politicians that America has to offer is these idiots on both sides. So it's it's like, you know, as evil as the Democrats are, they 
are, are, are savvier with the youth, they're savvier with the Internet and the new technology, and, and they uh, are savvier with, you know, um, um, filmmaking and, 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 you know, how to, how to um, tell society what's cool and what's not. You know, they, they, they know how to do that. Where the Republicans, you know, they, they're sitting there, you know, and, and, you know, they don't know how to click you know they're uncool it's not a cool party and they don't know how to say look look we're cool now there's no way for a republican uh at least the ones that that are runners up to to maybe run to you know they have no coolness to them you know and and the democrats i mean hillary is uncool but now that what they're going to do is they're going to say uh you know when she runs it's going to be like well if you don't like hillary you hate women and you're you know you're sexist they're going to do that whole campaign you know you know how the democrats work you know so. Yeah, and, and oh, aren't we looking forward to another phase of the war on women? And just yeah. because, you, I mean, from a male perspective, okay, like as a woman, I look at the war on women as, you know, everybody Propaganda. look at it basically. It's meant to basically make women dependent upon government. But what yeah. I think that it does that is so far fucking worse than that is what it does to men and women relationships because we need each other. Like, they talk that, that, that shit that, you know, like a woman can do it all by herself or a man don't need a – you know, we freaking need each other kind of for procreation but a little bit more for that, like, community building. We need each other. And what it does is it pits the basics of society against each other. So you have men and women who need to be marrying and procreating and create families and bloodlines and legacies that can't yeah. even see each other because of the divide put in by politics. Every woman is looking at a man now like, you're a patriarchal figure if you think you need to be the breadwinner. Like, what kind of shit is that? What universe do we walk into? And we also have, we live in a world where they're not allowed to make each other feel good. A woman's not allowed to, hey, here's a soda. Yeah, I cooked the, cooked something for you. And a man, hey, I bought you something nice. It's like that's all behind you. We can't do that. We can't do good shit for each other. You know what I mean? Like like the woman I, I've been with for the last year, um, she's a school teacher in Berlin, and she makes a great living. She she you know she's got a nice place and. You know, she'll I'll come home. She'll she'll cook a cook a breakfast for me. She'll come home after work. Cook a dinner for me. I, I'll uh I'll take care of some of her her, her expenses. And we, we you know we go out to a nice restaurant. And and you know I'll take her out. And it's like there's never like a a, a thing where where she's like, we all you know you asked me to get a drink. What are you male chauvinist? Because no one in the, none of us even have that stupid idea in our head. We're just like, hey, could you go give me a drink? Yeah, no problem. And she's there cleaning my clothes. And 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 I'm 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 here, do you like this nice jacket? You know, I'll get you this jacket. It's like we're doing nice shit for each other. But, I'm, you know, I, I it, got you know, like, I'm not going to get the oil changed in my car. I'm not taking the damn trash out. It's certain things that I am not going to do that my man does for me, and in return, I do for him. What the hell is wrong if with he, that? And if, he doesn't, and if he doesn't mind taking out the damn trash for you and doing the oil, and you don't mind, you know, uh, 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 you know, 
cooking a meal for them, what the fuck is the problem? But then they come in and go, oh, this, you know, boom, boom, this, it's got to be like this. It's like, no, it doesn't have to be like that. But this is the way people feel comfortable. A lot of people feel comfortable. Don't put them down because they live in a comfortable lifestyle that you don't accept because you don't want to accept it. You, you know what I mean? It's not, you know, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's a weird world we live in. Every Everything is... Uh, you know, where where everything has to be a fight about something that doesn't need to be a fight, where, like, I think we have bigger issues in the planet Earth than, you know, just people coming in and, and separating us and making us all enemies with each other, you know? Whatever happened to love? I, you know, I thought that... I thought that liberals were supposed to love love and, and you know, and, and love utopia and this idea of, you know, we all know the statistics of what it is. You know, I don't know. They just, let's. let's. No, but here's the thing. A true, a true liberal, a true, you know, person that wants to liberate does love. <laughs> but these aren't true liberals. These are Hollywood, slimy, D.C., you know, political, you know, creations that pretend that liberalism is their forte, you know, but anybody that does any kind of knowledge of it and educates themselves knows that that's a scam and they're not about a uh, 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 true progression. They're not about that, but that's the front. They go, oh, this is us, this is us. You know, meanwhile, what they want to do is they want to keep people, you know, owned. They want to, they want to broaden where the government owns more of it and has more control. And that's not, that's not, that's not the idea of uh, of that. It's a, uh, just uh, it's insanity, man. It's insanity. But but it, you know, it is what it is. You can't tell people. That. See, here's the thing too. There's a lot of people. Well, like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a lefty because the ideas of what the left stand for sound good. You know, it's like, oh, we're, we're against this and, we're you know, we're going to help women and we're going to help minorities. So, you know, women come, oh, they're helping us and minorities, oh, they're helping us. But if they do a little bit more research and they dig a little deeper, they got to see like, wait, wait are, they, are they really helping us? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? But that's that's uh, it's not the case, you know. Three, so, three of the and, last and, four years. There's more black babies were aborted in New York City than were actually born. So maybe well, they need well, well, women well, that, that's, and that's children a, need to be the main ones asking if Democrats are really helping them. Well, well, that's the thing, too, is now they made it where if you believe that pro-life is, is uh, I mean, I mean uh, pro-choice is, is murder, then you hate women. So you can't be... You know, somebody that believes, hey, it was conceived in the womb. You, you're not allowed to be that person. It was conceived in the womb. I believe it's a life. You know, then, then if if you think that, which you could be a pure-hearted woman thinking that, they'll still still think, oh, you're against – they'll say you hate women and you're against women. And the problem is – and the other thing that they say is you can't t- tell a woman what to do with her body. And, and that argument is, okay, then if the baby is eight months in the woman – are you allowed to tell the woman what to do with her body? If it's seven and a half months and it's a late term, are you? Do you think it's a good idea for a woman to have an abortion at eight months? No. So, you know, if she wants to have a woman at eight months pregnant, do you think she should be allowed? No. So you're telling that woman what to do with her body. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. So, so yeah. what? What, what, what? If somebody else believes that this this is conceived, and you know, we all know the history 
of of uh, eugenics and and Margaret Sanger and, and Planned Parenthood and and the, the idea is to keep the population of the black community and the lower educated and the lower you know uh, um you know the poor people you know down and let the, the the elite people and the rich people and, and quote unquote Margaret Sanger the smarter you know uh, um let them you know, uh, uh, have life and, and make life because, you know, why let these, you know, these low life, you know, um, people who do nothing for the planet, low educated people, no, no brains. Why let them make more Bob babies and, 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 you know, make the population bigger. And then you have lefties coming in and sticking up for that, not knowing that they're sticking up for it, but they go, do you notice, you know, Republicans, you know, they say they don't want crime, but then, you know, if you look when they abort, you know, ever since abortion was legal, the crime rate went down in this year, 18 years late. It's like, you sick, disgusting people. So you're pro you're pro promoting kill uh, uh, the youth of the black community because they will be criminals. That's basically what, what half of those, those lefties are saying. Oh uh, you know? Thank you. I think because I refuse. I don't play when it comes to abortion. I don't play the war on women. I'm like, you're not gonna even play that game with me. If you gonna talk, if you gonna talk to me, you gonna talk to me about eugenics, and you're not gonna, you're not gonna play that fake war on on women with me because I know the fallacy of it. And another area they do it in is the Second Amendment. Now I'm a gun nut, and um, I, I know that you and I kind of share an opinion on. Um, on the issue when it comes to gun control and police brutality, okay? Yeah, because that's, so that's, that's the funny. That's the funny. That's the funniest one. It's it's the, the biggest hypocrites. They say, oh, the cops are bad. The cops are bad. The cops are bad. We hate cops. Cops are bad. But you know, society shouldn't have guns. Only the cops should have guns. So what are you <laughs> fucking talking about? So you want to give the cops the most power possible by, by taking the, the, the weapons away from law-abiding citizens. So that is the most ignorant stance. Like, like you know, you can't have that cake and eat it too, like I said. You know, it's, it's like, what, what, um, how does that make any sense? You know, uh, um, empowering, you know, uh, uh, a force that you despise so much give them more power over you and the community. <laughs> it makes no sense. It you makes know? zero sense whatsoever. And you have them, like, hands up, don't shoot. I'm like, you're supposed to have your hand on the trigger shooting back. Like, what what, what philosophy and what world is it that you live in where you surrender your basic right to self-protection? Like, the history of the world is littered with the weak being killed. It, it, it crosses every racial line. It crosses every social uh, socioeconomic line. It crosses men. It crosses women. It crosses everything. The weak will be destroyed by the strong. Where does this philosophy come from where we purposely try to make ourselves weaker? Yeah. Yep. Yep, exactly. And, and then, then they do... The, the exact thing that 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 an evil uh, government does is they say they use the death of uh, of our children and our people to say, hey, see what happened when the, you know now we have to take your power away, <laughs> you know. Like me, meanwhile, um, um, you don't, you know, how is taking weapons away from a law-abiding citizen going to protect lives in any way? How? How? 
you know, how does that protect lives in any way? And what it they're creates, doing is, oh, well, what? It creates what? statistics. It creates the statistics. How many um, youth, and like I said, across all spectrums, how many youth have been in prison for what should have been a, a basic right under under the Constitution? Like how many men at 18 could have legally had a gun but don't know that they could legally have a gun that got caught with one? You know, and yeah. so it, it it's to pass statistics to say if you look at gun crime, then this certain specific area is where you find it all. And if you really yeah. dig into the top ten cities in the United States of America with crime problems are run by Democrats and have been run by Democrats for, for the last 40 years and have some of the toughest gun laws in the country. So you yeah. have a the, 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 pro, the problem. The, the biggest problem is, is that they need to take the guns off the streets. That's what they need to do. They need to take illegal weapons off the streets. They they got to make sure illegal weapons aren't coming into the country, or they got to make sure that uh, illegal weapons aren't crossing state state lines to get to this country. You know, they they have to take the illegal weapons out of the hands of the criminals, and and and, and out of the hands of the children, eleven year old boys, twelve year old boys. You know, those aren't legal weapons. You know what I mean? And they have to make weapons harder to get for people who 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 um aren't supposed to have them. You, you know what I mean? You, if if you, you have a, a criminal record, if you have this and that, okay, cool. You know, almost like uh, uh, when you, uh, uh, say you're going around and you're driving your car and you're smashing into shit every day. Take the car away. Sorry. <laughs> you know, if if you're, uh, if you, if you have a crime record, if you have a criminal record. Because. What we have right now, like I had my father, this is why I became a gun nut, because my father had guns. So when I was seven years old, my father took me out, and they they would go hunting. And he took me, and he killed a deer, and he brought me to the deer, and he was like, this is what a bullet does. And it doesn't, you can't take it back. There is no do-over. Once it is shot and once it hit its target, it is done. That is yeah, complete yeah. over. So you have yeah. to not only understand that responsibility, um, you have to you have to respect it. And today, what we have is a generation who are learning gun safety as point and shoot because their sixteen year old cousin is teaching them how to have a weapon um, instead of someone who can actually teach them. Never put your finger on the trigger unless you're ready to shoot. Always treat it like it's loaded. Make sure you check the chamber. Just the basic things of gun safety are being missed by our youth because it's take them away from them instead of teaching them, giving them proper training, proper respect for the weapon to understand that it is your right and your responsibility to protect both you and your person and your house. And then once you have a whole group of community, a whole community protecting themselves, their family, and their house, you'll have a community that protects itself rather than having gun rights pulled away. Yeah, and, and, and anybody listening to to you right now is is uh, 
they're going to say, oh, you know, that's typical American, typical American talk, typical American talk. You know, that's that's where they go with that. So, um, right. anybody listen? <laughs> you damn what? right. I shoot straight, and it, it comes from training, and it comes, and I know the responsibility of me and my weapon. And every, I, I believe, if everybody in this world knew that, you wouldn't have what's going on with ISIS or Boko Haram when they're running up in these camps and taking all of these women because they would fight back. And that's the point where if you're never going to disarm the bad guys, there's always going to be evil. You take all the guns off, then they'll be blowing us up. You take the bombs away, then they'll be cutting us with knives. You take the knives away, they'll use swords. Throughout the recorded time of history, you cannot stop evil. So the only thing you can do to stop evil is to prepare yourself to fight for good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's. I mean, look at the history of the world, period. I mean, death, murder, killing, you know, raping, uh, uh fights, um, you know, att- attacks on, on villages, you know, uh, uh, takeovers of, of castles, you know, whatever it is that it's been from the beginning of time. Uh, that's, that's what the world is, violence and death and killing. And, 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 you know, some people, uh, think, Oh, now there's guns now, 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 now it's really going on. No, it's always been pretty much, you know, that's the other thing they say, you know, we progress, but uh, as far as progress, I mean, you know, is there really any less less death now than there was, you know, a thousand years ago or a hundred years ago or ten thousand? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So. You can't you can't erase the human condition. I mean, it's just gonna be, some people amongst our population is gonna be dicks. Some of them is gonna be assholes. Some of them is gonna be murderers. You know, some of them mm-hmm. are gonna be rapists. Some of them. It's never gonna. You're never gonna erase evil, and I, and and I think that if we got people to really understand that, then they wouldn't buy into the utopia, the 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 liberal. Oh, we can make it perfect if we just pass this law, then we can get rid of this. If we can, we can change. You cannot change human behavior, you know. So it's mm-hmm. always gonna be a segment of our population that do, does the fucked up things they do. All right, lighter, lighter note, lighter note, lighter note. Because uh, I absolutely love hip-hop, and I love the craft. Um, one of the um, best things uh, um, I love about hip-hop, when I know I've heard a good song or I know I've heard a good artist, is when I have to play back, when I have to go back and listen again. Like back in the day it was, you know, stop, rewind, play, stop, rewind, play, and trying to jot down the lyrics. Now we have sites like Genius that put all the lyrics just up for us so once our favorite song come out, we can go and hear exactly what our rappers have to say. I look at it as rap as a philosophy. I give credit where credit is due and think that rappers are just more than just artists, that some some of, you, some of y'all actually um, put philosophy into your lyrics. You put life into your lyrics. So what kind of philosopher is R.A.? What kind of philosopher am I? Yeah. Uh, I'm a simple man. I, I'm uh, my 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 philosophy in music isn't complex. I, I kind of I paint the pictures that I see right in front of my face. You know, if there's uh, if there's loss in the family, if there's struggle in the family, if there's uh, you know uh, a little difficult uh, you know uh, 
bump in the road that I got to get past, you know, boom, I write it on the paper. You know, I'm not extra. Like, there's rappers like Jizza that are, you know, metaphysical, you know, super, you know, uh, complex like that. Me, I kind of, uh, I'm a basic man. And, I, and I, you know, I uh, try different styles, different flows, you know, different eras of hip-hop. I try to go from 2015 to 1985. And, and I'm more of a, a stylish, stylish lyricist where uh, philosophical rhymes you know i mean i tell life how i see it that's it's it's that simple in my mind maybe somebody else might listen to the music and go like nah you know your philosophy and this and that is a lot more deep than you're giving yourself credit but to me i'm i'm a i'm a simple man with you know that tells a story uh you know you know each year each month by month the way i see it you know so is it the story? Is it the story in your head, or is it uh, you hear the beat and it brings the story out? Well, I, you know, I lived a long, uh, you know, pretty crazy life, you know, and uh, not just oh, grew up struggling, not all that bullshit story. It's you know, my my story's a little different than than everybody else, and and uh, you know. Uh, uh, so a lot of story was already there growing up, you know, I, I came from the family, you know, the, the, the Vietnam, you know, uh, veteran father who was affected by Agent Orange and, you know, had a little mental illness from time to time and he was a highly decorated hero and then, and then um, you know, in and out of the mental house and then coming home and, you know, unprogrammed, you know, they, they teach, they teach a soldier to kill, you know, he's a, he, 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 you know, he's, um, over, you know, over, uh, enemy territories and, you know, he, you know, they train him to be a killer and then they come back in society and, and, you know, your father's still a little wild. So they, they deep, you know, he, he, society has to deprogram them. Not, you know, the, the, the army and the government doesn't deprogram their killers, you know, uh, and, and I'm not, not calling them, them, uh, um, you know, the killers are still heroes that they're, they're, they're protecting, uh, their fellow troops, but you know they're still trained to. Hey, you know we're trained to do this, you know, and and that's that's in their mind, you know. They come home, but then you know he was he was hit with Agent Orange, and and uh, you know then then his daughter Dee Dee was born. She couldn't walk or talk, and she she was handicapped due to due, He was in six different places where they sprayed Agent Orange. He went in six different missions, which Agent Orange was sprayed because he did he. Did, hundreds of missions and uh, or tons of missions i don't know exact numbers but um and then uh his sister his his daughter was born couldn't walk or talk and uh then then his uh grandson was born his his older his older uh daughter had a kid and her son died she, he he couldn't walk and he died young uh and then um he had a son that died at 10 years old that that couldn't walk or talk and was blind and and that's you know uh you know he 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 never held it against the government because you know he said he, he knew what he was getting into you 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 know you're fighting and you you sign up for it and you you're risking your life but at the time we didn't know about he didn't know about that chemical that that hey this could affect your children and your grandchildren so um you know uh so you know those pictures had were already in my head. So when you when you pick up the pen, you start writing. You know some of that stuff comes out out of nowhere. Like wow, I didn't know I had that in me today. Okay, there you go. You know. 
No, I know exactly. Oh, my gosh, thank you so much for sharing that story with me. I, I sent prayers, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you didn't know none of my background, huh? I I, I try not to because then you get yeah. jaded following people and then you meet them and then your expectation is, is, is crashed. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I, I, did, I did a video. I did a video called Still Get Through the Day, which and is. And uh, your, uh, your, your other tribute video, the Vietnam video, I was watching earlier, but my daughter demanded dinner, and I put it on pause and never replayed. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Vietnam video was was basically the, the mission that my father flew in Vietnam, and, and um, Still Get Through the Day, there's a music video which shows the home life after he came home. And, you know, uh, there's always a little influence in there from, from, from you know, the family, you know. And, you know, it was a diff- different time because, you know, in the 90s, uh, there was, you know, Dee, Max, my father, you know, my stepmother, my, my sisters and brothers, they all lived in the same house. So, and then, you know, um, 2001, we lost Max. 2007, we lost Dee. 2010, we lost Dad. So now, you know, my stepmother lives with her sister. My sister got a place somewhere else. My other sister moved to Cali. My brother, you know, so like the whole family, it's just like such a different time within just, uh, you know, uh, you know, five years ago, they were all the, you know, everybody was together, you know. So it's crazy, yeah. Oh, my yeah, I could imagine. I could imagine myself in that position. All that I would have to write about. So I can. Yeah, I could absolutely imagine because that creative type. I see that I did do a little uh, <laughs> background um, because you you've written in movies. You've uh, you've uh, created other uh, dramatic behind the scenes directing and producing and those type of things. Is that something that you find joy in? Is that another way for you to release? Uh, what What is it? Is it is it better being behind the camera or in front? I've been directing a lot of my videos, and I did a did a uh, I brought a B movie director out of retirement a bunch of years back. But um, I'm going to be doing features in the future. But right now, I've been doing a hundred. Like last year, I did a hundred shows. The year before that, I did 150 shows, and uh, I'm working on my next album and. You know, I plan to do, you know, hopefully 100 shows this year. And then, and then um, when the next album's done, I plan hopefully doing 150. So, you know, like I, I stay on the road busy. So it's hard to uh, to make a movie when, you're, you know, you're heavy on the road, you know. So uh, if I have time to just sit down and do that, you know, I'll do that, you know. But, uh, you know, in the future I'll be making films, yeah. It's just right now um making a good amount of money touring and, and, you know, let the buzz is there. So you want to, you know, keep feeding yourself off the buzz, you know, you want to go where the money's at and, you know, survive off of that. You don't want to, um, Oh, I got my buzz going and everything's going real good. And let me take a year and a half off of my life to film this movie and then get back to that again, you know, cause the young kids, they forget fast. So you want to keep feeding them and feeding them and letting them know I got more coming. I got more coming, you know, and be in their neighborhood doing a show in this town and that town, you, you know, you want to keep it going, you know? So, uh, but yeah, I am going to take oh, that part from this and, clip and, that, and I'm going to play it and I'm going to play it for a whole bunch of freaking people who just do not understand what you're basically explaining is capitalism is the law of supply and demand. If they're requesting RA, the RA shows up because that's smart business. 
yeah. Um, back to the abortion thing because we just talked about my entire family. Uh, you know, we come from a, a pro pro life family, obviously, and uh, you know when Dee Dee was born, you know uh, they said, oh, she's gonna be sick. You know, she's 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 uh, only gonna live eight days. So uh, they said, oh, just leave her here. You know, leave her here. And then um, my stepmother said, nah, nah, you know, they took care of her. But then um, when uh, when my sister Nikki, who's beautiful, she's a model, she's healthy, she's in college right now. Um, when she was pregnant, she's 21 now, so 20, 22 years ago uh, when Dee was pregnant, they said, oh, Nikki's not moving around. It was like, I think, six months into the pregnancy, six and a half months into the pregnancy. They said, hey, Nikki's not moving around. Oh, not Nikki. She wasn't Nikki at the time yet. But, you know, the, the baby's not moving around. Uh, you might want it. You don't want no more kids like those six sick children you have. Um, you might want to go to, you know, I think Kentucky or somewhere where there was like a late-term abortion guy. And uh, they, they, the doctor was telling her, you know, you should drive to Kentucky and take care of this. They wanted her to get rid of Nikki. And uh, my stepmother was like, nah, are you kidding me? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having a, a late-term abortion at, you know, almost damn near seven months or six and a half months, whatever it was. So uh, good thing for Nikki because she was just visiting New York last week, and she's beautiful. She, I mean, she looks like a, she is a model. She's a model, and she's beautiful and smart and uh you know, everyone's like, oh, my God, you know, how do you have such a beautiful sister? You're so damn ugly. So, uh, <laughs> you know, if if we were, if we were, you know, you know, Nikki's lucky that uh, her mother was pro-life and wasn't like, yeah, hey, yeah, okay, let's go. Let's go to Kentucky and get rid of this, you know, close to seven-month-old uh, baby, <laughs> you know. So. Yeah, I do know. And that's that's the strength. That's the strength of it all. Um, and a big shout out for, you know, big shout out to the women who made the decisions, you know, to keep it. Um, like, it's like the same thing would be said. I was, they told my mother, you know, she's going to come out. You, you've been smoking the whole time. You've been pregnant with her and, you know, it's not going to, she's not going to come out right. And I, I think I came out okay, so I'm 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 blessed in the same accord that that my mother chose to to bring me into the world and just instead of listening to them and thinking it was better just to get rid of me. So in the end, you know, God got a bigger plan than the plan that man set out. So hopefully we can um, get that message across that you know there there's potential in life. Wow, yeah, look, you yeah. got me on you got me on some serious. I was like trying to keep it all lighthearted and stuff. You making me break down and want to get real philosophical now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think we definitely said enough stuff that uh is gonna anger a lot of people, so it's all good. <laughs> hey, you used to it, I'm used to it. So fuck it, let them be angry. Um oh, yeah, and media I, midget. I, I, you um you took a shot at Joe Biden, right? And um yeah. I was tweeting out, you know, kind of my favorite spots from the song. And I couldn't tweet that one out because I knew if I tweeted it out that all the conservatives would latch on to just that one phrase and not yeah. pay attention to the totalitarian uh, uh, song. And that yeah. even the thought of that pissed me off. And then it turns out that on the other side, 
um, your diss against Joe Biden turned into a, a diss against Joe Biden. I mean, like, yeah, seriously. Funny. What the, that was what the a fuck? Funny one. That was comedy. <laughs> they was like, yo, he dissed Joe Button, the rapper? That was hilarious. <laughs> I'm saying oh. that, like, like, you don't even know who the vice president is. Yeah, and like, is this yeah. the sheeple? This is this is this is the sheeple being ready for the slaughter. Yep, yep. That's society. That's society. Yep. That's what it is. Yeah. That's a very sad, sad little wreck. Okay, so this was the year of um, no notables really, and in, in hip hop, uh, the most that we got was. Uh, J. Cole's uh, Forest Hill, twenty what is it, twenty fourteen Forest Hill. Um, what what happened? What what's wrong with hip hop this year? What is wrong with hip hop in general? Well, well, what it is is that um, you know um, the commercial market is making money. You know, so when they see somebody that they could market to a mass scale. You know, it's not about hip-hop culture anymore, so they're going to promote something that they could sell to movie soundtracks and something that they could put on a car commercial and, you know, a white girl with a with a fat ass, you know, or Iggy Azalea, or, you know, that's what they're going to market, you know, because it's easier. And people, um, you know, that's the history. People relate to what they, they like and see. So, oh, blonde white girl that raps, you know, she looks like me, talks like me, okay, there, boom, boom. So... So it's the easy marketing uh, tool where, you know, in 88, 89, it was about who was the best rappers and and, because it wasn't so corporate. They weren't trying to sell, you know, to, you know, what's the most, you know, crossover song we could possibly make for an audience that doesn't even listen to hip hop culture. Now that's what hip hop is in, in a big scale of things. So there's still great music being made, but you just have to you know, dig for it because it's not going to be mass marketed where like where Warner Brothers back in the 80s had like little indie rap labels that was strictly hip hop, like Cold Chillin' and it would be the best rappers in the world, like, you know, Cool G Rap and Big Daddy Kane and, you know, Master A, they were all on the same label and, uh, you know, they had this Warner Brothers platform to put out all the best hip hop and now they don't really have that, you know, they don't have like a big uh platform you know and plus you know all the corporations are all turning into you know all of them are closing and there's you know a couple left and it's all everything runs everything and it's all the same you know machine so unless you're you know uh, uh committed to do work for one machine uh you're not going to be mass marketed and that machine isn't interested in some incredibly lyrical black guy from, you know, the Bay or some incredibly lyrical kid from Boston or, you know, they they, they don't care about that because it's not about the culture anymore. It's like, what is the pop song that we can get? And even right now, I got a young kid that's 17 years old. He's an unbelievably great rapper. And uh, I found him and uh, all the producers love him. Everybody, all the legends love him and they think he's incredible. And still, you know, uh, like when managers have met with him, they go, look, if he wants to do like MF Doom type of career or already the Rugged Man type of career, you know, that's good. If that's what he wants, that's, you know, but that's just we're not interested in that, you know. But if he wants to make, you know, hit records with us, we'll make them because he could be a star. 
you know, so, um, you know, that, that, that is part of the game. So, so, uh, you know, it's, uh, that's part of the game. You know, do, do you play with the guys that, that won't accept an artist that makes, uh, you know, one type of thing, or do you go with the guys that, uh, accept whatever the kid wants to do, you know, it's, it's part of the game, you know? I use the example of Pharrell a lot because with Pharrell, you get happy, you know what I'm saying? And not only that, you get them in your kids' movies when you go to watch Despicable Me or you watch Rio, there's Pharrell. Um, and but there, there's, no prob- there's no problem having the Pharrell type of music, happy. It's It's a cute song. It's a good song. I even think it's a good song. I don't listen to it, but I think it's a good record. It's a hit record that he wrote. He wrote a, a, a great record. It's not my kind of record, but it, but if uh, if one of my friends made it, I would have been like, wow, yo, that, you did great. That's incredible. You did a great job. I think I think Pharrell did a great job on that record. Uh, um, but here's the thing is, back in the day, you know, you had... Um, you know, the pop artists, you had the damn new kids on the blocks and you had the MC hammers and you had that, that lane, you know, and then you had the poor righteous teachers and public enemy and the X clan and that kind of stuff. So you had, you had the, the, the hip hop lane and then you had the pop lane, you know, and, and, and labels would promote the hip hop lane heavily. They promote it, but they just, they knew it wasn't okay. We're going to sell a million copies with this, like in one week, like new kids on the block, first album or whatever you know they knew it wasn't the same lane but now since the music industry is so hurting they just want to keep everything in one lane all of it so 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 that that hip-hop culture stuff they're kind of that's not going to be big enough for us to really you know why should we do that when like say jive records the label that i was on that that they had karis one and kumo d and tribe called quest and you know uh tons of the great rappers but then they got Backstreet Boys, and once they got that, they said, okay, now we got Britney, and then they went and signed in sync, and, you know, the, then who who did they shit on? Tribe Called Quest and every, you know, rap, rapper that they had. Why should they give a fuck about Tribe Called Quest selling 800,000 copies and working their ass off just to sell 800,000 copies when they got these silly little white kids singing and, and, and teenage girls are falling over and they sell 10 million Backstreet Boys albums, you know? So, so it's, uh, you know, there's not a big machine ready to strictly do uh, the culture, you know, that, that doesn't exist right now in this day and age. You know, there's great indie labels like, say, Rhyme Sayers. They got Brother Ali and Atmosphere and stuff like that. They're willing to do indie stuff, and they make a lot of money doing their indie thing and selling out shows worldwide. And then you have Tech Nine's label, Strange Music, who do great things for Tech Nine. And, you know, there's there's some good, good independent stuff. But um, as far as uh, the hip-hop culture machine that doesn't really exist there's no there's no big massive hip-hop culture machine like there was back in the day you know the little one that we do have now it's kind of like i'll take with the award ceremony and and we'll have to end on this um a couple of years ago they had uh what i can't even remember which award service it was but they had one of these award shows and like in all of these albums uh and it was like black eyed peas and Jay-Z were in the same category. And I can't remember who the other people were, but Black Eyed Peas and 
I was through, and I have not I have not watched an award show like other than the Hip Hop BT Awards because I like the ciphers. I have not watched an award show for that exact reason. So okay, well we have we we're running down on the like one minute. Thank you for so much for sharing the hour of your time with me. Oh, oh, I really that, do. That wasn't a question. That wasn't a question. Well, <laughs> yeah, we're running out of time. We all only. Right, I only... All right, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't know what the question was on the last question, but besides that, we did good. We got a lot of topics out of the way, and you know some of them I, uh, you know, uh, gave you a little info on, you know, so. <laughs> no, I really do appreciate it. Now that I do have a better, you know what I'm saying, grasp of you, or maybe you could come back and I could shape it a little bit different and we could cover some different topics and hit some different areas and have more conversations. I love intelligent conversation. Yeah, all right. Hey, thanks for having me. And, and uh, you know, I'm not sure if I'll see you on Red Eye. They haven't invited me in a while, but... Uh... <laughs> All right. Well, that was R.A. The Rugged Man. Thank you so much for tuning in to K.I.R.P. Radio Show. The invasion takeover. Pudgy, you know you're always B.I.G. in my book. Big shout out to R.A. The Rugged Man. See you next time.